Hey, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk with Cole. Me and my good friend Hunter Holder will be breaking down the upcoming NFL and college football season. So without further ado, let's go. And welcome into Sports Talk with Cole. I'm with my good friend Hunter Holder. How's it going, Hunter? Pretty good, man. So me and Hunter have something cooking for y'all this fall. We're going to be doing a weekly episode this fall, every week. We're going to be giving you guys some good sports information. We don't have all the details ironed out yet, but we can tell you that me and Hunter both will be coming to you weekly this fall. So get excited for that. I'm actually going to do it this year. Anyways, so right now we're going to dive straight into the NFL and kind of break down this season, um, just previewing it. And we're going to start out with the NFC or the AFC North, excuse me. In the AFC North, I have it going Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. What are your thoughts? Huh. Well, I think that Cincinnati Bengals are going to be uh, finishing first. That's just flip-flopped at the top two is all, and that's pretty much what I've got as well. Okay. I think, uh, I think Joe Burrow uh, – some people are saying they were riding on luck to get to the Super Bowl. They did have a little bit of luck to help them. But I really think that uh, the Bengals are for real. I really do. I have a take. I think Joe Burrow's a little overrated. I think they did get a lucky last year. I think they have the sixth toughest schedule this year. I've looked at their schedule. It's not going to be easy. I think Cincinnati will struggle this year. I don't think they're going to stay as healthy as they did last year. And I think Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson does stay healthy, I think they better look out because I really like Lamar Jackson and I like this Baltimore team. John Harbaugh has been there forever. I I respect Zach Taylor. I respect Joe Burrow. I just think the hype got a little bit overrated possibly last year. Hey, fair assumption. But we can go down to Cleveland here. This is where it gets interesting. Today, of course – we can go into this completely, but we'll just kind of give you the gist. Deshaun Watson suspended six. They announced he would be suspended six games. The NFL has challenged that. So now we possibly will enter a legal battle. So Deshaun Watson possibly will start off playing this season. And there's no telling how many actual games he will be suspended. It'll have to be worked out by the NFL and the NFLPA. So that's the only thing that gives me concerns with Cleveland. Because if you're telling me Deshaun Watson's playing every game this season, then I, I, I like Cleveland about the same as I like Cincinnati. But with the uncertainty of Deshaun Watson missing at least six games, possibly more, I just don't know where it leaves me with Cincinnati. It's just kind of kind of murky there right now. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, they paid big money for him for a reason. Uh, with him not being there, uh, isn't Jacoby Brissett the starter for them week one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, if they had – if they had – Deshaun Watson, I'd still have it the same way. Um, I, I I really think the Bengals are going to come out and be strong. But you have a good case with the Ravens, though. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's one of one. Uh, let's see who can come out and play better defense. Because if you don't play defense against Joe Burrow, you're going to get throttled. You don't play defense against Lamar Jackson, you're going to get throttled. Um, yeah, no, we can then we can go down to the bottom of the division with Pittsburgh. Speaking of defense, they, they'll have a pretty good defense this year. I just don't trust the quarterback situation. I think Mitch Trubisky's fine. I think Kenny Pickett could be good, possibly. I'm not betting on it. And then we have, of course, Mason Rudolph, who I think I, – I just – I've never really liked him as an NFL player. 
Um, that, that's just my concern with Pittsburgh and why I have them last. I think it'll seem disrespectful to a lot of casual NFL fans that have Pittsburgh last because just because of the history, but I just don't see it from this team this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Mike Tomlin, he's huge defensive guy, so that defense, it'll still be stout. They'll win a couple games. They'll squeak out a couple games. Um, but if for some reason, if Kenny Pickett comes out or if Mitch Trubisky, if, if he comes out and he has gets his stuff together and something that we haven't seen before, it could be a different story. There's, there's a bunch of unknowns there. Yeah, this division should be still very competitive. I could see Pittsburgh beating any of these teams this year at least once. Um, they're a very competitive team. Cleveland, of course. Cleveland is probably the biggest unknown team. We kind of know what we're getting from, from Pittsburgh this year. But we shall see. We're going to jump over now to the NFC North. And I have Green Bay going first in that division. My Detroit Lions going two. Minnesota and then Chicago going four. Cole. Cole. You said who's going to be two? I think Detroit. I don't don't love it. I don't love Minnesota or Chicago. I don't like the rosters. Tell me you're not being biased. I'm not being biased. Everybody's going to watch Hard Knocks, and they're going to get fired up. Did we see the same Detroit team play last year, or did you bump your head one or two? It's not the no. same team. Not the same okay. team altogether. Hey, I, I love the faith. Hey, I love it. I just don't agree with you. I think you're crazy. <laughs> no, what I've got – do what? I've got Green Bay. I've got Chicago, two Vikings – three and then I've got Detroit coming in last but I mean they Ooh. have room to improve but they could flip-flop with the Vikings possibly uh, uh why do you have Chicago with two I that 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 confuses me I have them at last by a long spot stretch huh well I guess I may have bumped my head uh if we're thinking that um man I think Justin Fields is going to come out and he's going to play no I like Justin I Fields just they just don't have any receivers they don't have anybody here anybody to throw the ball to they've got and your cat's got my tongue. They've got a guy. Is Mooney? Mooney's still there. Mooney is probably the top receiver there. Yeah. Then they have Cole Komet at tight end. But I believe they lost Tariq Cohen. They have David Montgomery running the ball. And then they lost a couple players on that defense. I believe this offseason. Man, I just I'm going instinct here. I, I just I think I think Justin Fields can come out and play. I think they're going to be decent. I definitely think they're going to be better than the Lions. I think <laughs> I, I personally <laughs> no, you're fine. I think I think Justin Fields is overrated personally. I think when people question him at the draft, I think they're right to question him. I think that he had a heck of a game, a last last college football game, when he competed. I believe it was against Alabama, and I think everybody thought, oh man, this kid, but. I, I just don't see it in Chicago. They didn't have any weapons to throw the ball to either. Uh, the defense actually got a little bit worse. This is just a rebuilding team. Uh, maybe they're a little bit more competitive than I think because the Lions and, Vi- and Vikings both probably are about the same level. But I just see the Detroit pulling out because they've had they've had a similar roster and Dan Campbell's turning over his second year to this team. I believe the Lions finished 3-3. Three and three. And you talk about the Vikings, um, Kevin O'Connor – O'Connell, O'Connell, maybe new head coach of the Vikings. They got a lot of new turnover there. I understand they still have Kirk Cousins, Cook, and Justin Jefferson, a deadly duo there on offense. 
and the defense will be good again. I'm talking myself into Minnesota too, but um, I like Minnesota too, but I just like the consistency of Detroit going into this divisional season. Consistency, huh? Yep. All right, I'll <laughs> I quit driving that. So I guess I'll quit. Do you expect anything out of Green Bay this year? Not just mm. – I think they'll win this division, but do you think anything like Super Bowl, possibly winning the NFC with Aaron Rodgers, but without Devontae Adams, of course? Uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it with Devontae Adams. I don't know what it is with Aaron Rodgers in postseason play. He just can't do it. He can. He's MVP – most passing yards, all this and that, but he gets in the playoffs, and it's like he's a completely different person. It's a completely different performance. I don't think they're going to have they, – they'll make the playoffs, but I see them losing first or second in the divisional. Or I think they'll be a wild card team, and I think they'll be losing the wild card or losing the divisional round. I just – I don't know what it is. He just – he's got a curse. <laughs> he can't win in the playoffs. He can't make it to the big game. Well, he won one Super Bowl, but that was 12 years ago. So, it's been a little bit of time since he's been there. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure about this Green Bay team. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like the weapons that they brought on to try and replace. But, again, I just – Devontae Adams. I mean, this dude could have been the MVP last year. He was incredible, incredible. Got so many catches. Was so important to this offense. I think he accounted for 60% of the receptions or something crazy like that. I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's the two-time MVP. He's great, Hall of Famer, on and on. But, again, without Devontae Adams at his age, and, and to your point in the playoffs, maybe it's just because he's gotten a little bit older. He struggles a little bit more in the playoffs in that cold weather than he did when he was younger, a la Tom Brady electing to go down and play in Florida now that he's gotten a little bit older. if you think that has anything to do with it. I don't – sorry, you were breaking up. Um, I'm, Man, it may, but it, it, I don't know. what. Honestly, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't have words. I don't know what, what it is when it comes – <laughs> recently when it comes to playoff games, Aaron Rodgers is just not the same. Well – we could jump down to the AFC South right now. And I have the Colts winning that division, the Titans coming in second, Jaguars in third, and Texans in fourth. What are your thoughts? Uh, the exact same. I think the Jaguars are going to surprise some people this year. Win a couple games, too. they shouldn't. I think they're going to win a couple games, they shouldn't. I think the same thing, actually. I think they will surprise some people this year. I think Doug Peterson is going to bring a professionalism to that locker room that Clearly was missing last year. I, I, I am going to admit, I did. I will miss the stories of Urban Meyer from 2021. That, some of those stories were just incredible. <laughs> those things going on there at the Jaguars facility. I will miss that, of course. Yeah, and the Colts, I got Matt Ryan that came in, correct? Um, yes. And they've got... Jonathan Taylor, so I definitely think they're going to be the win, the or Titans, um, and then Texans. They've got who is their their quarterback? Uh, Davis. Davis Mills. Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's I don't know why they didn't try and get a quarterback. They I guess they like him. They do like him. They they I was listening to them talk about him today. They said he's our leader. 
Um, we don't want anybody else in here. I, I remember heading into the draft. We were talking about the draft a couple years ago, and you were like, I don't like this guy. You were like, I don't like Dave Smells. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. Um, and last year, he kind of was forced into the starting role because I believe something happened with, I think, Howard Taylor, who was supposed to be the starter. Yeah. So he had to play. Um, but there's just not a lot of talent on this roster. Lovey Smith is going to be the head coach. He does have experience in Chicago. And he was the D.C. of this team last year. Just a weird situation going on in Houston. Um, clearly a rebuild. Um, I just – I see them being one of the worst teams in the league. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. I could see that. Well, and then we go to, we go to the Titans. Now, they did get our guy Traylon Burks on the roster. And they have Ryan Tannehill, and they have possibly the MVP and Derrick Henry on the team. Maybe it's, maybe it's just the last playoff game that scared me a little bit. But I thought Ryan Tannehill, I think he, he partly gave, gave that game to the Cincinnati Bengals. That was one of the worst performances I've seen by a quarterback in the playoffs from a guy who I did not expect to see that from, well, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's that luck came in that I was telling you. Um, I think that Tannehill – He's a decent leader, facilitator. Uh, I don't think – I'm just – I don't know that performance, when when it mattered, it wasn't good at all. And that was one – I didn't watch a whole lot of the Titans games last year. But the few I did watch, the playoff game was absolute poor. I don't think – what's his name, Malik Willis from Liberty? I yeah, think Malik that, Willis. Yeah, I – I think if something, you know, if it goes south in any way, I think they're not going to hesitate to put him in. Yeah, I believe that playoff game was what sparked them to draft Malik Willis. Because obviously if he would have played well, they probably would have won. They probably would have been in the AFC Championship, possibly even a Super Bowl. I mean, you have Derrick Henry. You have you had A.J. Brown before he left. The defense is pretty good under Mike Vrabel. Uh, it was just a, just a terrible performance. And, I think, like like the Colts fans, this this Titans team is built pretty well, and they just need pretty good quarterback play to get them, you know, to the finish line. Both the Titans and the Colts are built very similarly, honestly. A Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Um, I think the Colts are a little bit better built, especially the offensive line. But these teams are very similar to each other. I think. Yeah, I can I can agree with you on that. I am interested to see how Matt Ryan does here. I think it's the third quarterback in three years. They had Phillip Rivers. Then, of course, last year they had Carson Wentz. And now this year they're able to bring in Matt Ryan. Um, so we we will see how the Colts do this year. I have to give them props. They at least every year they're trying to get this quarterback position right because they know they have a roster that can compete. And of course, Carson Wentz blew it last year, losing to the Jaguars week 18. They missed the playoffs. And to I believe let the Raiders in, but I still don't understand how that happened. Of course, I think that's what led to Carson Wentz's exit. We'll get to him a little bit later when we talk about the Washington Commanders. Yep. But um, do you have anything else on this division? No, I think uh, I think the Colts will, like we talked about. I think they'll they'll. They'll do decent, and so will the Titans. And I think it'll drop off pretty significantly. But the Jaguars will surprise some people, and, and then we got the Texans. Okay. 
Well, buckle in, everybody. This is this is Hunter's division he's been waiting to talk about. I do have Tampa Bay one in this division. I have the Saints second, Carolina third, and Atlanta fourth. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, did you watch the Saints-Tampa Bay games last year? I'm, I'm, starting, years, to think, I'm, start, I'm starting to think that you didn't. I don't, I don't know what – okay, Saints are clear-cut. They're number one. Go ahead and – I wouldn't even say pencil. I'd number one. No, it, um, I've got Saints at one. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, it could go either way for number one. But um, got them one and two. And then three and four, Falcons, Panthers. This That that can go either way with three and four as well. It's uh, <laughs> You got Marcus Mariota. I really like Marcus Mariota. Is Baker Mayfield going to play for Carolina? You don't know. If Baker Mayfield plays, Carolina – Christian McCaffrey's healthy. I think they would come in third. Uh, I think they could be a decent team. They could, but you know, that's a bunch of what ifs. Have they even said who's starting between him and Darnold yet? Well, I think Matt Corral is still in this discussion too. Possibly. I mean, this is a this is a three quarterback race. Of course, I think there's a is there competition in Atlanta between um between Marcus Mariota and they think they drafted somebody. In this year's draft, but I think Mariota is probably the starter there. I, yes, I don't think is. they've announced it yet in in Carolina, though. Now, so the Saints defense. I'll just start with Saints. Saints defense is going to be absolutely. I mean, it's premier. Their defense last year was already it was killer. It was it was sad to see Jameis Winston get hurt. He was coming on to his best year that he had ever had. QBR rating was through the roof compared to when he was at Tampa. I mean, they come out and beat. Green Bay by 30 week one and he got injured was out for the year they hopped around with um, QB um, if Jameis Winston stays healthy and he plays like I think and the Saints hope that he's capable of playing anything similar to last the Saints are going to make a run 100% um, I mean their cornerbacks they picked up Tyron Matthew out of free agency. Uh, we got Gardner Johnson, you know, on one side, and then we got we drafted a Abdi or I can't remember his I can't remember who he was, but the defense is going to be phenomenal. So the, yeah. the quarterback is going to be the only position with a question mark. We drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is coming back. That's a huge thing. Uh, got Alvin Kamara. I mean, it's the. Uh, we're poised if Jameis Winston can play to be really, really good. So I think they will win the NFC South um, with Tampa Bay coming yeah. in second. Yeah. Tampa Bay just picked up Julio Jones. Uh, mm. You know, Tampa Bay better hope to God they get an offensive line because <laughs> yeah. if they don't, they're not going to make it, you know, very far at all. Well, I'll break down this division like this. I like what Atlanta does. I like Arthur Smith. I think, I think he can be a pretty good coach in this league. I think he just he needs a quarterback in Atlanta. I think trading Matt Ryan was the right move. He was dealt kind of a difficult hand. He has an Atlanta team that the roster still isn't that good this year. They do have Kyle Pitts, but I just think they'll probably finish last. But Carolina could finish last too. I mean, we talk about Christian McCaffrey. The guy's just been hurt over the last couple of years, and I think Matt Rule is a desperate man. I think this guy 
I think this guy was brought in by David Tepper, the Carolina owner, to to turn things around and to make this organization a lot better. And I don't think that's happened. I think that they started Sam Donald and Cam Newton last year on and off. Even in the even even in the same game, they had them rotating him because they just didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't. And I, and I don't like this Carolina team. I think the coaching staff is panicked. I don't know why Matt Rule is still. I don't know why he's still the coach right now. I think they should have fired him and hired somebody else this this year. And I think they should have started fresh because I think now they've just made the pro. I, I Baker Mayfield's fine. I don't I don't think he's the answer, and I wouldn't have given up any sort of draft compensation to bring in Baker Mayfield to compete with Sam Darnold. I think your best shot's playing Matt Corral and just seeing what happens. That's just my personal opinion. Now we can go to New Orleans and Tampa Bay. You left out the best player on the defense and Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. Those are the best players on that defense. Those guys are some all-pro ballers on that defense. You're right. That team has a lot of good players. I forget Michael Thomas is coming back. Um, there is a worry with Tampa Bay. They have a lot of older players. Tom Brady turns 45 today. A lot of other guys on that team are old, a la Julio Jones. Mike Williams, I believe, is going to be 30 years old this year. Um, on the defensive side, a lot of those guys are a little bit older. So, obviously, there's a little bit of that worry with Tampa Bay every single year, especially since there's an extra game now. I, I just picked Tampa Bay to win because I, I know what Tom Brady does to this team. I think the Saints might have a may, might have a little bit better roster, like you say, but I just don't trust Jameis Winston like I trust Tom Brady. Well, I mean, that's, that's – if Jameis – he came out last year before he got hurt. I'm going off of what last year. I'm not talking Tampa Bay. Or he came out, and I mean, there is question marks there. 100% agree. But I just have a gut feeling that he's going to come out and he's going to play. He's been in the lab. He's been working. He's you know trying to get better at what he does. And the defense is going to help them win games. I mean, the the defense. I that's all I can sit there and I can talk about just the defense, and I wouldn't even be talking about. You know, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it's it's unreal. You know, like you were saying, I mean, Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore and Gardner Johnson. That's it's it's they're stacked. Defensive line stacked. I mean, they got Marcus Davenport. That dude's a stud. That Demario Davis, at linebacker from Arkansas State, stud. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, a couple other concerns from the Saints. They did lose Tyron Armstead there. Pro Bowl left tackle, and of course, Sean Payton's not there. I, I understand that um, Dennis Allen, the DC, is the head coach, and that probably ensures the defense will still be good. And I understand that their defense has been so good that they haven't really needed offense in the Tampa games. But I just think losing Sean Payton means a lot more than than what you're leading on here, personally. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that is right. Um... But he was under Sean Payton, so I think they're not going to change up a whole lot. I think they're going to keep that same game plans and stuff going. They're not going to change a whole lot. So the players aren't going to have to adjust to, you know, a whole lot. Yep. Uh, I mean, we can't lose, man. We got Taysom Hill. All right? <laughs> Good Lord. Well, we can keep talking about this division for another hour, but um, we need to move on. We'll move on to the AFCs. This division to me is is interesting. Of course, I have Buffalo one, Miami two, New England three, and then the Jets at four. Thoughts? Buffalo one, Miami two, 
New England for. Ooh, interesting. Explain. I think the Jets, they they had a really good draft. I, it's time for New England to take a seat. Just just one <laughs> one time. Just one time. They they've been out too long standing in front of the pack. I I I just I think it's going something crazy is going to happen. I think this division's going to beat up on each other. I I really do. I, the Dolphins are going to be sneaky. The Dolphins for sure are going to be number 2. Uh, yeah. Tyreek Hill saying Tua's, you know, I'm sure he's just talking, but I mean, he's saying Tua's, I mean, exceeding his expectations and he's whatever people are saying about him not being a good quarterback, that ain't even close. You know, he's, he can throw the ball just as good as Patrick Mahomes, which we all know that ain't true, but I, I, I think they're going to come in second for sure. And they may even Buffalo, if they're not on top of their stuff, I could see them splitting with Buffalo. You know, if they wow. come down to Miami, I can, I could, I could see it. But I, it's, you know, probably won't happen. But I, I think the Jets leapfrog the Patriots, and we're going to put Bill a check in last this year. Well, I certainly could see that happen. The, um, I like the, I like the Jets. I think you're right. They have had a couple of good drafts in a row. They had a pretty good draft last year, and they had a good draft this year. Um, I like this Jets team, New England. I'm with you. I, if they took the last place, it wouldn't bother me at, at all. Um, Miami, it's another one of those teams this year. I'm just so excited to see it. I'm excited to see Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and I'm excited to see Tua. He's, he has no excuses this year. They got your guy, Taron Armstead, the left tackle. They have – who do they have a tight end? Gasicki? They have a they have a really good tight end. The defense is, yeah. is pretty good. Um, you have Mike McDaniel, the new coach, coming in. Um, th- this team should be really good this year. I'm really excited to see what they can do. But Buffalo, to me, that's Buffalo's the super. That, that's the team that's going to the Super Bowl this year to me. They have Josh Allen, who, who in my mind is the best player in the league. Um, I just think they have the defense. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his secret weapon, and Tyree Kill he's playing in the division. So I just look at this Buffalo team as Super Bowl or bust right now. Yeah, unless the Saints play them. Hmm. Yep. I believe that was last year's uh, Thanksgiving matchup, the Saints and the Bills. <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. did not enjoy that game very much. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about it. But um, that's how I see that division playing out. Um, I, the Jets the Jets are just a mystery to me. They could be really bad. They could be okay. I don't think they're going to be really good just yet. But it all just depends on Zach Wilson. I think they're building that roster around him. He has to show that team that he is special, though, if they want to take the next step. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just – I may be because I just hate the Patriots, but I, I – we'll see what happens. I think Zach yeah. Wilson's going to come out there yeah. and say, hey, Mac Jones, you got me year one, but this ain't year one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I'm not really high on Mac Jones. I think he's fine. The, the problem to me with Mac Jones, I guess not really a problem, just my comments on him. I think last year was as good as Mac Jones can play. I think Mac Jones, is he's a fine quarterback, but I think last year he was pretty much polished. I think that's the best we've seen of Mac Jones. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that when he came into the NFL – the reason why New England liked him and teams liked him is because he's kind of a finished product already from Alabama. 
And I, I just don't see him getting much better than what he was last year. Well, and Mac Jones, he got he kind of got pampered with what the play calling with he didn't have to really showcase his arm. He didn't have to win the game. He didn't have to make the throws. He I mean, I don't know the percentage of yardage, but I guarantee you it was under 25 yards uh, a high percentage of the times. He didn't have to throw, you know, beat Tom Brady at New England. He didn't have to do that. They Their game plan was conservative, and they were just – they were doing it the Belichick way, and he didn't have to. I, if he was – if we flip-flop Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones – Patriots, uh, if you know, they may have won one or two more games, you know, because or they would win or would be better two or three years down the road, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're wrong in thinking that at all. And obviously, Josh McDaniels is now with the Raiders, so they lose their offensive play caller, and they now have Matt Patricia calling the plays on offense. I would be a little concerned with that if I'm a Patriots fan, considering he was yeah, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he did real good with the lines. Oh, now you're getting me started on this guy. <laughs> hey, let him call the place for New England. More power to him. How could that ever go wrong? <laughs> lines but, um, couldn't get worse either. All right. We'll move on to the <laughs> NFC East with America's team, Dallas Cowboys. I have them finishing first. Philly in second, the Giants in third, and the Washington Commanders in fourth. Flip-flop Philly and Dallas. Yeah, I could have gone that way. I just um, – and I might have to because I, I think Gallup's going to be out about half the season at least with this ACL injury still lingering. Okay. So Dallas, who's their – yeah, who they got at wide receiver? Uh, they got C.D. Lamb, and then they got me and you out there at wide receiver. <laughs> I mean – but I, if if Philly can play to what they're capable of playing, I could see them easily. Especially Dallas going to Philadelphia, I I don't see them winning that game. And I and I could honestly see Dallas dropping a few games because Dak Prescott he hadn't impressed me. He hadn't had to he hadn't had to perform. Same the same kind of scenario with the Mac Jones thing. He hadn't had to perform. He hasn't had to put the team on his shoulders. He has to now because all they have is C.D. Lamb. You know, he, he's – and I don't see it happening. I really see the Cowboys struggling, especially this first half of the year and maybe the full year. I don't, I, I really do. I don't – I I've got Philadelphia one in this division, Dallas two, Giants well, and Commanders. Well, like we saw with Dallas in the playoffs last year, Dak Prescott – I think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He has the exact same stats as Kirk Cousins, by the way. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's good. He's not great. I think when the moment gets big, can Dak Prescott raise his level of play? We haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying he can't, but we haven't seen it yet. The only reason why I have them over Philadelphia is because I worry that Jalen Hurts is is a he's just not it at Philadelphia. As as questionable as Dak Prescott can be, you know, in the highest leverage moments. I haven't seen anything really from Jalen Hurts that makes me think this guy can do anything besides just run the football with yeah. just strength and speed. 
And then yeah. uh, the Giants and Washington. I think Washington's going to suck. They got Carson Wentz. That's all you need to know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about these players. They yeah, got Carson Wentz starting. It's over. Over for you. The Giants. Daniel Jones is still there. Oh, my God. Why is he still there? You got these two quarterbacks <laughs> at the bottom of this division. You need help. This is not This is not good. If you're either one of these fan bases, I, I'm, I am so sorry because you already know this year is not going to be awesome. Yeah, I just that, that blows my mind that division. those two guys are still there. It's the weakest division in football. It is. I, I would definitely say that the NFC, the NFC North, got a little bit weaker. You know, obviously, I believe, but um, this is still by far the weakest division in football. Um, and I, again, I mean, Philadelphia surprised me getting into the playoffs last year, even though Tampa Bay thumped them. But um, Dallas actually had a little bit of promise last year, but um, clearly they let the uh, 49ers come in to Dallas and take it to them. So, and now they've lost a lot of pieces. And like you said, I, I just don't know how they perform this year. I don't know who Dak Prescott's throwing the ball to. I think we'll see a lot of Dak Prescott scrambling, pumping, pumping the ball, hoping to find somebody down the field. Um, but again, in Ezekiel Elliott, I think Jerry Jones is, he's going to, Jerry Jones wants him to play because he's paying him a lot of money, but he hasn't been the Zeke, I, he hasn't been the same Zeke in like two or three years. And um, I think they're they're not going to play Tony Pollard as much as they should. Yep. But um, I think Tony Pollard should be. Well, that's just that's a whole different. Yeah. Topic. Well, you have any other thoughts on that division? Eh, weakest division in football. Yeah, I mean, there's usually a lot to talk about with Dallas, but um. There's just not a lot of great players on the team this year, I don't think. And on defense, yeah, everybody's going to talk about Diggs and Micah Parsons. Is he's one heck of a football player, but yep, CD Lamb, Micah Parsons, and I guess you could throw Dak in there, but Dak hasn't had to do anything. But CD Lamb and Micah Parsons, they're elite players. They're they're really good. And and of course, I, I still that guy. I, I really enjoyed watching Zeke when he was the outstanding runner that he is, but he's just a little bit older. He's been a little bit banged up, and the shelf life of a running back is like five years. I think this is probably year five or six for him, so yeah. it's only natural. Yep. But we, we can move on. We have two more divisions left. We have the AFC West first, and I have the Chargers finishing first, the Chiefs in second, Raiders, and then Broncos. This is my favorite division. Yeah. This is Definitely the, the most this competitive. Is- this is the firepower division. I like it. I like what you got there. It's the same for me, except flip-flop Raiders and Broncos. Okay. Okay, go ahead and um, explain that one to me. Broncos country, less right. Yeah? <laughs> what a video. No, I think, I, I think, man, the Broncos, the roster is, it's decent. They were just missing a quarterback. I Derek Carr, I'm not high on. Um, I really, I, I just think Russell Wilson's going to make a big difference. I'm, I, I'm not thinking that either one of those teams are going to make a run and do anything. But I think out of those two teams, I would take the Broncos over the Raiders. Um, Devontae Adams is at the Raiders now, but it's. If the Raiders win the line of scrimmage, they're they get to if they get to impose their will, it's a different story. But man, I 
I just think Russell Wilson brings a different element. He's got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. He's got a couple different targets, you know, and it's – I think that I, I think that they'll finish above them. I could be wrong, but, you know, we'll see. But definitely the K- Kansas City-San Diego game. Last year, I mean, is that not – it's a fireworks show. Mm. That's – yep. when that game's on, I'm glued to the TV. I mean, it's – if you – that's matchup that I probably top matchup besides the Saints Tampa Bay or any Saints game, but that that game is it's the real deal. I really like Justin Herbert. I think uh, they have the chemistry now rolling. I think that they're going to surpass KC. Um, I think that if Kansas City or excuse me San Diego can play defense, they can be Cincinnati what Cincinnati did last year. I think they could do that. Well, but we'll see. For the Raiders, for me, the Raiders got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams. That's – and they got uh, Josh Jacobs. Yes. Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs running back. So, yeah, they got, they got a trio of weapons. But I'm with you on Derek Carr. I don't trust Derek Carr, really. I think he's maybe even a little overrated. I think he's about an average quarterback. But I don't know about Russell Wilson either. I think Pete Carroll kind of covered up for him a little bit in Seattle. I'm interested to see him in a new environment with the Broncos. Um, this is just a, a really big question mark team to me. I like Russell Wilson. I've always liked him, even though he's probably the corniest professional athlete we have. I, I am exci- excited to see the Broncos this year. This this whole division, all every any game in this division is going to be really competitive this year. And then you talked about the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, they play week two Thursday night football, the first game on Amazon Prime Video. So that'll be exciting Amazon, to get that. I guess, I guess I ought to get Amazon Prime. Well, yeah, if you want to watch that game, you're going to have to have Amazon <laughs> Prime. <laughs> yeah. um, just a part of the new league thing. They got all this. But anyway, <laughs> I like the Chargers. Justin Herbert, I got Josh Allen one, Justin Herbert two is my top two quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't want to hear anything about Patrick Mahomes until I see him play without Tyreek Hill. Now I think he's good. I do. But I gotta see this dude play without his secret weapon. He can if he can win, he can win some games and get to some Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill, then then I'll tell you. But I, I just think Tyreek Hill and it's no fault to Patrick Mahomes because Tyreek Hill is just he's one of the most incredible talents I've seen in this league. I think you can compare him to the likes of a Ladanian Tomlinson, a Calvin Johnson, just just that special, special player you don't see very often at his position. And I think now losing that, Juju Smith-Schuster is fine. They drafted a receiver in the draft. I think they got Valdez Scantlin. These are all fine guys, and they might work for you if you're running it on Madden, but we're talking about real life here. And I just don't see these receivers producing nearly – as much as Tyreek Hill. I don't see Travis Kelsey getting open as much. He's 34 years old, and he doesn't have Tyreek Hill creating the room for him. Um, I, I see the Chiefs struggling. I can see the Raiders and Broncos leapfrogging him in the division. Um, again, it's no fault of Patrick Mahomes, but I think this team will struggle last year with Tyreek Hill at one time. Yeah, well, you're, you're right on with what you're saying, 100%. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback, but he's been around people that are really good. So, yeah, we shall see. Well, speaking of Prime Video, they have Al Michaels and Curb Herbstreet calling the games together. Do what? Yeah, Curb, Curb, 
Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels are calling Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. <laughs> is Herbstreit not doing college game day? He is, but on Thursday nights, he'll be at an NFL game with Al Michaels and Boise Sunday night. Well, as you know, people don't know, I I favor college football more. I enjoy it more. But let me tell you, Kirk Herbstreit calling a game, that's – I mean that's that's a one there. That's that's awesome. Uh, yep. Yep. I'm definitely getting prime. <laughs> yeah, I just got it. I think last week, so I could watch these NFL games. Uh, I I didn't like paying for it, but I'm gonna really enjoy watching these games, especially the first one. Like we talked about, Chiefs Chargers should be a great game. That, yeah, it's gonna be nuts. But now we will go to our last division, the NFC West. And I think last year you probably would have said this is the most competitive division. But this year, obviously the Seahawks, they're in last place in my division. They're probably, along with the Texans, the worst two teams in the league. And uh, first I have the Rams, and then the second I have the 49ers, and third I have the Cardinals. Yeah, last two years, NFC West has been the most competitive division, best division in football. Um, you know, this is tough for me. Uh, you got to go Rams one, I guess, you know. Um, Seahawks are obviously last, and I'm going to do 49 or second. And cards third. Um, I really, 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 really want the 49ers to be good. I really do. I like the 49ers. I like the young quarterback. Um, I wish I – w- I hope they win the division. I hope they beat the Rams, but I don't think it's going to happen. I – um, I do not think the Rams are going to repeat Super Bowl, okay. but I do think they're going to win this division. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's my four out there. I have the Rams won. I I think they're the best team in the NFC. I think Tampa's good, but like you said, they over, have flaws. You like this? You like them over the Saints? Well, yeah, I like them over the Saints. They got they got All Matt right, Stafford out there. They got my line guy out there flinging the ball. I Too think bad. that uh, I think they I think they'll be back in the Super Bowl again. I I really like this team. I think every position's filled. They got the baddest man on the planet playing defensive lineman again. Yeah, that um, dude is an animal. Yeah, and then you got Jalen Ramsey, possibly the best corner on the outside. You got other talented guys on defense. Offensively, they picked up Allen Robinson. Amazing pickup. You got Cooper Cup, possibly the best receiver. You got Cam Makers coming back at running back. And of course, you got Matt Stafford, the gunslinger. Not the best quarterback in the league, but a top 10 quarterback that can get it done for Sean McVay. Really like this team. And then we go down to the 49ers. I like the 49ers. I'm with you. Trey Lance, I hope he does good this year. They have a great team around him. I, I do feel for Jimmy G. He took him to the NFC Championship and then they kick him out like he's yesterday's garbage. I feel bad for him, but I just think that Kyle Shanahan, he, he just sees the possibilities with Trey Lance. He sees this team being unlimited with Trey Lance. What, what what Trey Lance could do for this team could lead to them going to many Super Bowls and not just an NFC Championship, which Jimmy G's got them to. And then we, we go down to the Arizona Cardinals. I would, I would put them last in the division, but the Seahawks are last. Kyler Murray makes some incredible plays. He's great for the highlight reel of the NFL. But what I saw last year in that playoff game, I cannot unsee. That was some of the worst football I've seen from a franchise quarterback. And Kyler Murray's talented. 
is. But I, I, I they, they fade at the end. I think Cliff Kingsbury is one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. I, I don't even know why he was hired here. I think this team will be rebuilding next year, possibly with a new head coach. I don't think it goes well this year. This team's a little worse than they were last year. Hopkins won't play for a couple games because he's suspended. Um, I, I just don't see this going well for the Cardinals. And, again, I, when Kyler Murray's making all these plays, it, it's fun to watch, great for the highlight reel. And they might even squeak their way into the playoffs again, but I just don't see him doing anything past that. Yeah. Yeah, there's not that one thing that you can think of to say, yeah, they may have a shot at making a run, you know, into, you know, possibly NFC Championship Super Bowl. There's, they're just hanging around, you know, being mediocre good, and they they haven't made any anything visual for at least me to see that would make them uh, uh, a team that's any different from last year. Yeah, I agree. Well, now we can move on to who do you think is going to be the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Offensive Player of the Year? It's tough. I think uh, – hmm, tough. I, defensive Player of the Year. Hmm, let me, you go first. Let me hear what you got. Okay. MVP to me is Josh Allen, my favorite player in the league. I think you're right. The Chiefs aren't near the threat. They should beat them soundly this year. They're going to Kansas City to play them, I believe, on a Sunday night. I think Josh Allen's my MVP. Defensive player, this year, defensive player of the year, I'm going to mix it up a little bit this year. I think defensive player of the year is going to be Joey Bosa. You got Khalil Mack on the other side of the ball. He's fresh. He's healthy. If he plays the whole season, I think Joey Bosa will be awesome for this Chargers defense. You got J.C. Jackson at corner. All the more help to get Joey Bosa more sacks, and to be a defensive MVP this year. Offensive in, offense player of the year, I think you got to go with possibly Cooper Cup again. Uh, I just don't see anybody else being like that. I mean, him and Matt Stafford have such a great connection. I mean, you, you talk about the Super Bowl. They know they're going to Cooper Cup. They know it, and they still can't stop him. This is the offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'll start with offensive player of the year. Um Man, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be – he was – the only thing with him, and I may – this is as right now, they – teams are going to be able to key in on him. So it makes me not want to – not want to pick him, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to come out and he's going to do good, obviously. And hopefully if Matt Ryan can go on – if he has the numbers that he had last year, I mean, it's – if, I mean, obviously, if Cooper Cup does what he did, but I don't think Cooper Cup's going to be able to do what he did last year. He's still going to be good, but I don't think it's going to – I mean, that was an incredible season. I mean, yeah. he, he, it was nuts. Um, I think a running back – I could lean Derrick Henry, but same boat. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor, uh, offensive. Defensive – Man, Aaron Donald is he's a madman. <laughs> I agree. I mean, he's it's hard to I'm thinking I'm like, you know, it's I think I think Aaron Donald's going to be defensive player of the year. Um MVP that's it's tough. If the Buffalo Bills make it to the NFC Championship game, 
and they're at that caliber every year, I'm going to go with Josh Allen as well. well got the same MVP. Yeah, and in that I, same breath. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, if 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 they are winning, if they come out and play like they should, that I think I think he'll be MVP because he's a leader of that team. He makes it. He makes the you know motor run. Bills are. I mean, Bills are. Bills and Rams, I think, are favored um, to be the top teams. But if they come out uh, and and play like they should, they they're they're saying they are capable of playing. I think Josh Allen be MVP. Well, and then we will wrap up this NFL preview with a Super Bowl, the teams we think will be in the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl winner. I'll let you start. All right, it's going to be the uh, New Orleans Saints versus the San Diego Chargers. Well, it's the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me for being for being a little bit old school here. Now, it, um, I think the Saints, Jameis Winston is going to come out and perform. Yeah. And no, 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 I didn't ask you to say yeah, I didn't ask none of that. I think he's going to come out and perform. If he comes out and performs even, you know, as a mediocre, a little bit above mediocre and just does not turn the ball over and they can hand the ball off and he can throw – because he has an arm. He can throw the ball. Um, I think they're, they're going to make a run. That's, you know, we'll see. And then – Los Angeles Chargers. I like them. I think they're going to be Cincinnati from last year. I think that they're going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a Los Angeles Bills, or it's going to be a Los Angeles Chargers and a Bills AFC Championship game. And I think they're going to squeak by the Bills. Wow. Yeah, and then the winner of the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, shocker! Yeah, <laughs> I think they get it done. I think they get it done. I really like them. If they, if, if Herbert, I, they've got weapons all around him. I mean, they're they're going to be a good team. They're going to be sneaky, but they're going to be good. Hmm. Well, I think that will be the AFC Championship, but I do have Buffalo coming out on top. I think you give Justin Herbert one more year, he's in the Super Bowl. I think this is all lining up for Josh Allen MVP. Um, Buffalo Bills is going to be the, going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to be playing against the L.A. Rams again. They're going to be back in the Super Bowl, but this time I think Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. I think they could have won it this year. That Kansas City playoff game, never seen anything like it in my life. Still can't believe the Chiefs won 13 seconds. Oh, I had nightmares for a week after that. But I think Buffalo gets the Super Bowl. They end up playing the Rams, and they win it this year. Josh Allen's MVP. It's a story. It's a it's it, it's a storybook ending for the Buffalo Bills and for all these fans of Buffalo who cannot wait to see Josh Allen there. They're due. They are due. That's what's scary is that they're due. But <laughs> well, but, we'll see. Well, thank you, Hunter, and we'll be back here in a couple minutes for our college football fall preview. Stay tuned. Welcome into Sports Talk with Cole. I'm with my good buddy Hunter Holder here. We're going to be talking about 
college football this upcoming season. We're going to break down the Arkansas schedule. Then we're going to dive into the SEC. And then we're going to talk national contenders that are not in the SEC, which there's not that many of, of course. But first, how's it going, Hunter? Pretty good, pretty good. Had a nice lean cuisine tonight, did you? <laughs> I went with the lean cuisine. Didn't have anything else to choose from. Yeah, Pizza yeah. Pizza would have been nice, but I decided to keep it healthy. Hey, can't blame you. Them lean cuisines. Um, <laughs> but um, let's jump right into the Arkansas schedule here. We start out with Cincinnati, the first game to South Carolina, Missouri State, Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri. How do you think we'll finish this year, and what do you make of our schedule? Huh. Well, I hope it goes uh, in the favor of us as a seven or eight. I think seven or eight wins is um, realistic. I think – Nine wins is top out. Um, I honestly think we'll finish uh, with seven wins. Yeah. Um, um, well, I think we get some breaks this year. We got a lot of good teams at home this year. We go to Auburn, BYU, Mississippi State, Missouri, and then, of course, we're at Jerry World for Texas A&M, so – we got Alabama and LSU, Old Miss at home, and then Cincinnati at home to start the season. So we got a lot of these competitive games at home this year. I think Auburn yep. is probably going to be the toughest road game I see on the schedule. Yes. At Cincinnati, that first game, uh, Luke Fickle, he's a good coach. They lost their uh, quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Uh, interested to see who they got coming out uh, as quarterback. They got us, got us as a seven-point favorite. Um, so Arkansas football, I guess, is heading in the right direction considering Cincinnati was just in the uh, college football playoffs last year, even though they're not a Power 5 conference uh, team. <clears throat> it's going to be a tough game, though. I think it's going to be closer than seven points for sure. Um, but I think since we're at home, we can carry over from last year, especially that Penn State in the bowl game. I think uh, we should be able to take care of business and then – the next week have South Carolina. Yeah, we have another non-conference game against um, Liberty, who just had Malik Willis go to the draft. So two top quarterbacks at these two programs have left, and they're both on our non-conference this year. What do you make of Liberty? Well, Q Freeze is there. He's a, everybody knows Q Freeze, the old Miss days. Uh, he's a good coach. They're going to be ready to play. They're going, they don't have anything to lose. Same with Missouri State and Bobby Petrino coming in week three. Uh, they're going to throw everything at us. They're, like I just said, they don't have anything to lose and they'll do anything and everything they can to win. Uh, Liberty's anything like last year. They're going to be athletic. They're going to run the spread. And uh, our defense has to be ready. Barry Odom, best defense coordinator in the nation. I'm probably being a little bit biased, but. He is a very, very good uh, defensive coordinator, but he'll have our guys ready uh, to play. Yeah, and then the last non-conference game is BYU at BYU. Pretty tough non-conference this year. Kind of subtly tough, though, I would say, because a lot of these teams might be on a down year, but um, still a very tough non-conference game. A lot of a lot of schools we recognize when you look at the schedule. I'm surprised that they uh, put that game in there. You know, usually the, the – 
you know, Cincinnati at the beginning of the year, but as the SEC West gauntlet of a schedule, it is already. And then to throw in there BYU, it just didn't make much sense to me because it it isn't going to be an off game. It's, I mean, every single game that I'm looking at on here, non-conference besides Missouri State, are going to be decent teams. BYU's a top 25 team. So uh, we got them at home next year. It just kind of confused me. In the middle of the season, you know, they're out in the middle of that SEC West schedule. They're going to have a, a schedule us to go to BYU. It just It's going to be tough. We'll see how that plays out and see where we're standing by uh, by then. So we A&M and Alabama prior to that game. So we'll see. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll be a tough stretch there. We go to Mississippi State, then to BYU, and then back to Auburn. Like you said, sandwiched in between two SEC West opponents, and they're all three on the road. So we'll be on the road for three weeks in a row there, right in the middle of the schedule. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, like I said. That, that kind of threw me for a loop there. Yeah, I think the expansion of the college football playoff, or that they have a college football playoff now, I think it's I think it's compelled more teams to not just have possibly one tough opponent. Now they want to have two, possibly even more opponents to their schedule. Anything to strengthen your schedule gives you a better resume for the college football playoff committee that selects. So I think that not only us, but we're seeing other schools in the SEC, big, all the other conferences get stronger, more stronger opponents. We're not always playing cupcakes anymore on our schedule because no, it's of course a, a committee that selects these teams now. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think seven wins is realistic. Uh, I don't see anything less than seven. I think our top out though is nine wins, just because of how brutal that schedule is. It's and there's <laughs> it's relentless. Uh, if we can somehow squeak out nine wins, it would be. I mean, that's can't ask for more than that. Yeah, I can. I can say I probably agree with that. We do get the we do get a little break. We play South Carolina from the East this year, along with the usual Missouri, at Missouri though, but um. That, that's that's a nice opponent to have from the East. That's not a Kentucky, a Florida, or a Georgia. We do get an easier opponent from the East this year, thankfully, with this tough non-conference schedule, as you mentioned before. Yeah. No, totally. Of course, they do have Spencer Rattler on their team now. Do you think that'll be a problem? Yeah. I mean, he's going to – he didn't get to showcase his stuff at Oklahoma. Uh, it – it's it's not going to be any different than any other quarterback we're facing this. If he was, I don't I I don't think it will be. We play Bryce Young, you know. It's, we're not going to face anybody that's better than Bryce Young last year, Matt Corral, you know that. But it isn't going to be anything different than that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Storylines every week in this Arkansas schedule. I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I think they will have probably probably eight wins, eight seven or eight, like you said. I think that's a fair comparison to put here. There's a lot of tough games on the schedule, and honestly, all these games should be interesting. I don't look at many of these games and think, oh, we got this one. They all should be very interesting and compelling as the weeks come. Yep. Kickoff is one month from today for the Arkansas Razorbacks, September 3rd at Fayetteville. I will be there for that Cincinnati game. Yep, I believe we can get off to the right start. Yep, hope so too. Now we'll jump in 
to the SEC this year. How do you see the East and West playing out, and who are your favorites in each? Well, I'm going to start off with talking about uh, Georgia. Georgia's, uh, you know, national champion. They've had two national championships uh, since 05. Uh, they're projected to win uh, – their projected win total is 10.5. Uh, so they're high on Georgia for sure. <laughs> Do you think they're closing the gap on Bama, or do you think that uh, Nick Saban is untouchable with closing that gap? I mean, they went one and one with them last year. Well, it's interesting you say that because Nick Saban actually said, I believe at some point this week, that last year was an off year for Alabama. It was a down year. That this year they feel like they're back to being the Alabama that they were. So if he considers last year a down year, then um, I expect they'll come back ready to go this year with with the Bryce Young that's a little more seasoned and ready to go possibly as the top pick of this next year's draft as well. Yeah. Georgia, they lost uh, 15 guys to the NFL draft. And Stetson Bennett, in my opinion, huge question marks there. They always started with good field position. He wasn't ever really tested and didn't ever really have to make any plays until that SEC championship game and until that national championship game. They, they weren't really put in any situations where he had to use his arm. Uh, their offense, they ran the ball, they they controlled the line of scrimmage, so it wasn't ever – if they can – if a team gets them on their heels and knocks them on their heels, I'm interested to see uh, Stetson Bennett, how he performs. You know, uh, SEC championship game, he kind of was a letdown. Um, and then in the um, national championship game, he played, he played good, um, but they controlled the line of scrimmage, though, from the get. Yes, and um, I believe they had an injury in the game that let Alabama down another receiver. They were pretty low on receivers in that championship game, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tennessee's another interesting one uh, in the East. Uh, their win total, they projected uh, seven and a half wins, so over under seven and seven wins really is what they're at. Uh, Hendon Hooker, their quarterback, he's got a little bit of Heisman buzz going on. Um hmm. I'm interested to see what happens with them. They come out and Coach Heupel, he came in for the first year and he's got Tennessee back rolling in the right direction. Uh, offensive line's got to improve. And they're horrible in short yard situation. That was another issue. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee's another interesting one. Florida, Florida's the same way. Florida, they're, seven, they're projected seven wins as well. Mm, I'd hammer uh, that. I think they'll win more than seven games. I like Billy Napier a lot. Anthony Richardson, we'll see what he does at quarterback. He's a super, super athletic guy, but who's their wide receivers? I don't know who their wide receivers are. Uh, you know, those are all going to be young guys. Uh, but, yes, like you said, Billy Napier, he's, I, I like him too. I think he'll he'll uh, continue to do good with Florida and to grow. They got Utah coming in week one. So they're gonna. We'll find out what Florida's made of week one. Utah, yes. Utah's a top ten team for me. Uh, I think they're gonna win the Pac-12 and uh, possibly make the college football playoffs if they're. Yeah, they, they've got their quarterback coming back. Yeah, Utah last year. Surprise. I think Utah last year won the Pac-12 regular, but then I think Oregon beat them in the Pac-12 championship. I, I think that's correct. <laughs> No, they beat Oregon by 30 points both games. 
They, they won 31 to seven the first game in the Pac-12 championship. I was in Branson, Missouri, watching it. I remember, uh, and they won by 30 in that game too. Okay, well, I did not. I was not aware of that. So yes, that will be a very <laughs> tough game for Billy Napier. No, they're up there returning those guys. So whenever I, I watched them a couple times, and uh, that Oregon game in the Pac-12 championship, that's when I was like, oh shoot, these guys are good. And so when they played Ohio State last year in the Rose Bowl, they were beating Ohio State by 14 points. They were back and forth, back and forth with Ohio State, you know, and they I mean, running right there next to them. And that, they came out of nowhere. I'm, I, Oregon is the Pac-12 as far as, you know, I've been concerned the last five, ten years, you know. But Utah's yeah. kind of took the reins. And then you got USC over there too, which we'll get into Pac-12. They're diving off on the – Something completely different. Kentucky, though, yeah, let's... another SEC East team. Kentucky, their win totals seven games. They got Mark Stoops. They got yep. Will Levis coming back. I, I think he's a very, very good quarterback. Uh, they haven't had a decent quarterback uh, since Randall Cobb, if you consider him a quarterback. He's wide receiver for Green Bay now, but that's been how long it's been since Kentucky uh, has had a decent guy under center. So, Kentucky fans should be excited, as they are. Yeah, uh, I think we you... laid it out. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I think you laid it out pretty well there with Georgia, I think the clear favorite. And then we have a, a three-way race for that second-place spot. That should be interesting um, all season long with Florida, Tennessee, and Kentucky. I, I think all three of those teams will be vying for that number two spot there. I don't. I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't read as much on them as you have. I'm sure, but it seems like they're all kind of kind of level and even heading into this season. Maybe Tennessee has a little bit of a leg up, but um, those three yeah. teams I see battling for that two spot. Yeah. So Tennessee and Kentucky are there. You talk to different people, and you you people have different opinions. Some people have Tennessee at the two. Some people have Kentucky at the two. But those three mixed up in any order are the top three in the East with Florida. Behind them, if Florida comes out and plays decent, I could see Florida getting into a three and even two spot. But I really think Tennessee's improved on the defensive side of the ball, too, uh, in the transfer portal. Uh, I really think that they're going to be good. I think they're – if I was going to go one, two, three, I'd go Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky in the East for sure. Uh, Coach Hopple. Like I said, he went into the transfer portal and got some defensive guys. That's what they were lacking. And so, we shall see. Kentucky's defense, it's not ready to compete at a high level. I mean, Tennessee's wasn't either, but I've, from what I've read and heard, uh, Tennessee's went and picked up some guys. And Kentucky I haven't heard much on, but I know from last year their defense, uh, it's not ready for – Georgia talent or Alabama talent, that's for sure. Their offense is. Their offense is just as good. Yeah, and we discussed briefly the South Carolina um, transfer, Spencer Rattler in, and then, of course, Missouri and Vanderbilt, those kind of three bottom teams there of the um, East. Do you want to go into them, or do you want to just head to the West? Yeah, probably just head to the West. I mean, that Georgia – Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, they're going to be the top dogs. Vanderbilt's obviously picked coming last. So, uh, South Carolina, 
I mean, I don't know what to think. So, well, we shall see. But, yeah, let's dive into the West. Okay. At the West, of course, we have Alabama, who won it last year. And then we know we know the usual suspects of this, of this um, division. SEC West, the toughest division to play in uh, by far. I don't think I'm being biased when I say that. Everyone's probably pretty clear on that. Um, Alabama, their win totals uh, ten and a half games, so they're projected to win ten games. Uh, yeah. They're the favorite to win the conference. They got Bryce Young, second year coming back, under saving, got Bill O'Brien in the second year with him. I'm expecting him to be just as good as last year, if not better. They got the transfer from Georgia Tech, Jameer Gibbs, running back. The kid's supposed to be an absolute stud. Last year they were a little bit down at running back. Uh, there wasn't really that standout guy. You know, every year Alabama has a guy that's going in the draft as a running back. Uh, this Samir Gibbs, he's the real deal. Um, I saw him play a little bit last year at Georgia Tech, but they're really high on him. He'll be uh, he'll be able to balance out that offense a little bit. I mean, they're still going to be pass heavy, but that he's he's good. Um, okay. I've got Bama winning the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my pick. I think that. I think they're the clear cut. They got a, the 20 to 21 on defense the defensive side of the ball. Will Anderson's coming back too. He's a 2021 SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, they're returning yeah. some, some guys, and it's a wash and rinse repeat for Alabama. Same with Georgia's getting into that, and then you got Ohio State and the Big Ten, the Michigan. But th- these these teams are literally they're reloading every year. Um, so the guys that were drafted, they're they're going to be the same. And as you said earlier, Nick Saban was saying they were down last year. Good Lord, if they're down last year, then and, and <laughs> we'll see what happens this year. Does LSU make any noise with Brian Kelly coming in as their new hot shot hire? Honestly, no. they've got the upside too, but I don't. It's going to take more than just you've got to recruit guys. Um, they've got a quarterback battle going down there. Uh, they don't have a clear-cut number one quarterback yet. I know they got a couple transfers, one from Arkansas um, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but they've got to improve in a lot of areas. I've I've got them in the uh, – to finish fifth or sixth in the West. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that Mississippi State finishes above them. I think Auburn finishes above them, us and A&M. So, A&M. So, after Alabama at 10.5 wins projected, it drops down to Texas A&M's next. And they're projected 8.5 wins. So, over over under 8 wins. Uh, A&M roster's only got 11 seniors on it. So, the future looks good for – a&M, as we all know, that NLI stuff with Saban and Jimbo going back and forth. The recruiting class for A&M, they're number one in 2023. So, and they're – so, 
we'll see what happens with them this year too. We'll see if they live up to the hype. Um, Max Johnson, the transfer from LSU, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for them. And he's definitely got a better arm than Calzada did last year. And also he can get it done with his legs. The skill players around Johnson, or yeah, skill players around Johnson, they look promising too. If Max Johnson and Jimbo can mold, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do because they've got the talent to, as you saw last year, they beat Alabama. Um, yeah, it's we'll, we'll see the SEC West gauntlet of a schedule. Yeah, I I do find Texas A&M interesting. I think their their starting quarterback I think got hurt the first game last year in a non-conference game, and then they played with Calzada. I believe he was the backup through the year, if I'm yes. remembering that correctly. Yes. It was a it was a Pac-12 team, I think. I can't remember the, the name of the team, but they played a Pac-12 team the first game of the season, and the quarterback went out. And from then on out, it was um, it was his job. <laughs> it was Calzada's job, who I think did okay given the situation, but that's not the guy you want to start for a team with championship aspirations, obviously, I think. Exactly. And after A&M, you got Ole Miss and Arkansas. They're, we're both projected at uh, seven and a half wins, seven wins over under. I think that we'll finish third in the conference. Wishful thinking, I think we'll finish first. But I, <laughs> that's wishful thinking. I think we'll finish third. Sam Pittman, he's completely turned our program around. The team, our record was 4-20 and pre, previous to Sam Pittman coming in, if that says anything. Yeah. We got K.J. Jefferson. He's the, he's the main headline for us. He had 2,600 passing yards last year. The, and another thing, Burt's getting drafted. Who's going to step up and uh, take his role? I don't think that – well, it's it's possible. But it's going to take more than just one player because Burt's – he was special. Yeah, I we agree. We got that Jaden Hasselwood from Oklahoma. And we got Katron Jackson and Matt Landers. He's another transfer in from Toledo. So we should we have a little bit of depth, but we'll see who comes out and establishes themselves as that clear cut number one. That's gonna be interesting to see. And then obviously our running backs we got Raheem Sanders and Dominique Johnson. We did get a transfer on the uh, defensive side of the ball though. Drew Drew Morgan from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, I think it's Bama. A&M, us, Auburn, Mississippi State, LSU, and I think Ole Miss. It's really, honestly, though, from three to seven, it can go any either way, anyway. Yeah. Even two to seven, maybe. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be I'm, – I'm ready to see it happen, see how it all shakes out. Yeah, Auburn last year kind of caught us off guard. They caught us at the end of a tough stretch, I believe, that four-game tough stretch we had. We ended up playing Auburn, and it looked like we were kind of out of gas that game. That coach seemed – there seemed to be some weird stuff going on this offseason, if I remember with that coach. Um, how do you how do you think Auburn right. does this year? They seem very – it seems like a very odd year for Auburn. Let me tell you, I think Auburn's going to do pretty well. Uh, Brian Harson, I, I think he's a, I think he's a good coach. Um I think they're they're capable of winning eight games. I really do. I definitely think they're clear cut over LSU, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. 
definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game with them this year, going to Auburn at the end of our road trip to Mississippi State and then BYU, and then finishing at Auburn. Will not be an easy game this year against Auburn again. They get a little bit of a break with us being kind of tired that game, I'm sure. Yep. It's, I mean, last year we were one or two plays away in a handful of games, a couple games, you know, from from our, you know, having two more wins on the year. But that's how the SEC is, and that's how college football is, and you got to ride it out. And... Well, let's go to the landscape here, and is there any other teams besides Alabama and Georgia you think could be title contenders this year? Ohio State. And Utah, I really think that Utah returning the players they have, um, and they're opening up with Florida, so that's a statement game for them. Utah is going to come out, and they're going to be ready to play. Uh, I really, really, really like Utah. Ohio State, um, they're going to come out. They're going to be ready to play. Defensively, supposedly, they're reloaded. Last year, defense was horrible. They were among – I think they were like 80 or 90th and yards allowed um, last year. And they've corrected that. Ryan Day, that's what he talked about in a press conference um, that I recently heard. The defense, that was their main thing that they had to get corrected was their defense. Clemson's right there, but I I don't see them. Just after last year watching them, I don't see how they're a top 10 team after their performances last year. I just, I don't see it, but. Stabo Sweeney, so we'll see. Um, you know, honestly, Utah and Ohio State are really my two that are – Oklahoma's going to be decent. Okay. Michigan's going to be decent. They're all going to be good in their conference, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think the Big Ten's the uh, right behind the SEC with power, you know, with the most uh, – has the most pull with with in conference games, you know, toughness. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Hey, Arkansas may be in there. Heck, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more question, and then we can dive into kind of what you just said there. What do you think of USC, and what do you think of this conference realignment that we're starting to see with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC soon, of course? And then USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. How do you see the US? How do you see USC doing this year against your favorite Utah in the same division? And what do you think of the college football landscape as it shifts and adjusts with the realignment? Well, I'll start with USC. I think Lincoln Riley um, coming in there uh, the first year. He got his guy to transfer uh, with him. Yeah. At quarterback, uh, you know. It's the same thing with Brian Kelly at LSU. Their first year there, they're going into a team that struggled severely. So there's only so much you can do as a coach, and you got to have the players to play. I mean, last year, USC was four and eight. Um, they weren't. They weren't good. <laughs> yeah. Just put it that way, you know they they weren't. So. It, it's going to be tough. They, I think it's going to take them a couple of years. I think USC, you know, top three or four in the Pac-12, but that's not saying much because the Pac-12 and 
doesn't really have anybody. I think UCLA will finish ahead of them. Uh, UCLA, uh, kind of a little dark horse to make a maybe a New Year's Six bowl game. You know, uh, it's possible coming out of that conference if they play well. Um, yeah, Utah and, and even Oregon. You know. Is there's question marks? Oregon, I mean, they got exposed big time, even by Utah last year. They they got beat by thirty every both times they played them. Um, so yeah, I think Utah's clear cut favorite Pac twelve for sure. But the conference realignment deal, it's all about money. The guys that are that are doing all this, they don't they don't care about college football. They're they're it's it's all about money. And I and I'm not against it. I'm not against it or for it. You know, it's everything changes, and you got to adapt with the change. You can't. You can sit there and fight it, but it ain't gonna do any good. So, I think that yeah. it's it's definitely interesting. It's gonna end up. It's it's all about money. Like I said, I could I could say it a hundred times, and that could be all I'd say, and that would be <laughs> all I would need to say. Um, but. That's how it's going and the direction it's going, and it's going to be a uh, one big conference <laughs> with the outside <laughs> with the outsiders looking in, uh, knocking on the door, trying to get their you know trying to get their foot in the door. I think the Big Twelve is going down. I think the Big Ten and the SEC is going to be the two conferences that are relevant in football, basketball, and baseball are two different stories because. It's a little bit more spread out talent-wise is. Um, so, but for football, SEC and Big Ten, that's it's it's heading in that direction where that's all that's going to be. Uh, I'm not, and like I said, I'm not for it, against it. Uh, you know, so we'll just have to see what happens. That this NIL stuff, it's changing everything as well. I just enjoy the fall and enjoy watching. So we'll see. And <laughs> as long as I can turn on my TV on Saturday morning and game day comes on and then get to watch football for 12 hours, I, I think that'll be a, all right with me. Well, like to your point there, media is changing. The SEC will no longer be on CBS in two years. It'll be exclusively to ESPN and it'll be simulcast. It'll be streaming, streaming on ESPN plus at the same time. And so the SEC, with that changing, the Big Ten right now is in discussions, I believe, with Apple and Amazon to possibly put some games on there when their contract expires for their TV deal. And then we flip down to the ACC. The ACC, they signed a deal through 2036 that is not very friendly. They're trying to get out of it. It was a terrible deal. It was, it was, it was a panic move by that, by that conference. They're in a bad deal right now. And then you mentioned – the Big 12 looks like they're just getting picked apart. I feel bad for Oklahoma State. I think they're actually a decent program. Some others in there too, but Oklahoma State, I think, is probably the best program remaining in that um, conference. And then we go down to the Pac-12. You lose USC and UCLA. I think if you lose Oregon, that conference loses a lot of its luster too. I understand what you're saying about Utah and that program being better this year, but these are just premier names in college football, I think. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I I don't agree with you on the Oklahoma State thing. I think Oklahoma's going to finish better than they do. But <laughs> oh no, I was I was I was saying Oklahoma. If you take out Oklahoma and Texas from that division, 
realignment wise, I think oh, Oklahoma State is the yes. best remaining there. Yes, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, it, it's we'll interesting see. what you say. Well, it's interesting what you say about LSU and USC. Both of these programs, especially LSU, that, you know, hot shot new coaches coming in Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. Now, I think a lot, of, I think these programs are going to expect greatness right off the bat. I understand that. I understand this year it won't happen. Yeah, but the, these teams, I think, I think these programs expect to be good year in and year out. And if they're not, I mean, Ed Ogeron, I think, won a national title, and then he had a year and a half, and he was out. And now Brian Kelly's coming in. So, yeah. But that yeah. will that will wrap up our college football 2022 fall preview um we will be back at a later time with the nfl so thank you hunter and we'll be back soon thank you